Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. This week we review the 2018 movie Dr. Seuss's apostrophe, The Grinch. Ooh. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I did that. I didn't know. Mm, that's right. Illumination presents Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. <laughs> we talk about Benedict Cumberbatch voicing this uh, infamous character. We discuss the ways that this movie veers away from the original material and also plays it safe sometimes. And while the animation is beautiful in this movie, the plot uh, is a little questionable. Sit back and relax as we take you into part one of Grinchathon, as we do the first of three Grinch movies on this episode of Movies on the Side. This week we reviewed the 2018 version of The Grinch titled The Grinch. Think of the most popular Grinch movie you know. It's not that one. Now think of the other one that comes to your mind. Right. It's not that one either. Nope, it's not that one. It's, it's the Grinch one you forgot came out, but it's only two years old. That's what we watched this week. The 2018 Grinch movie is by the production house Illumination. <laughs> they do the Despicable Me movies, which I, I really enjoy. Good movies. Do you enjoy those? I do. Okay, yeah, I think those are good. They also must have some kind of lock on dr seuss material right because they did the lorax movie as well did you see the lorax i did see the lorax yes can i can i just say something about dr seuss right here yes the lorax is my favorite dr seuss story Ooh, that's that's a hot take hot take yes can i say something else about dr seuss right here please do i read one fish two fish to my son yes the other day it's 63 pages long it's such a long book <laughs> It's a long book. Oh, I will say, so The Lorax is my favorite Dr. Seuss story, but my favorite Dr. Seuss book, I would say, is Oh, The Places You'll Go. Mm, that's a good one. That one I read to my middle son, Asher, every night for a while. Mm -hmm. And he actually got to the point where he could memorize. Like, he had it memorized. Like, he couldn't read yet. He was too young to read it. Sure. But, like, every time I would turn a page, he would just, like, say what the page said. And we just did it. I will actually... I actually recorded him saying some of it, and so I will play. Ooh, it. nice. Left behind because you have to speed you past the whole thing and something to read. Illumination made this version of the Grinch. Now, Nate, are we going to tell our listeners what we're doing with the Grinch this month? Yeah, let's let's do it. But it's December twenty twenty. So. So what? What does 2020 have to do? So we're not focusing on so much the glad tidings. Oh, but, oh, I see. See what I did you there? You said we're going to lean in on the Grinch. Well, <clears throat> first of all, I have to remind our listeners, if you're new to Mott's and you were not with us the last holiday season, I would remind you that we did a deep, deep dive. I, re I went back and re-listened to our segment talking about Die Hard and Home Alone as Christmas movies. And if you remember... I came up with the Robles rubric for Christmas movie canonization, which I'm still very proud of. The most work, yeah, the most work anyone has ever done on those two movies. Period. No, just period. The most work anyone has ever done, period. <laughs> Timestamp time stamps for both movies. It was incredible. But anyway, go back. I'm going to put a link in show notes to that episode and the rubric. I tweeted it again because I'm just very proud of the work that I did there. I mean, you've put so much work into it. It needs. You'll probably need to retweet it every year. I probably. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. But this year, we're going to do... 2049. <laughs> we're going to do the Grinch trifecta. Mm. because there are three Grinch movies. There's the 2018 Grinch we're talking about today. So the 2000 Jim Carrey version of The Grinch, which we will talk about next week. 
It's actually titled How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's the title of that movie. And then, you know, there's like the old cartoon. 1966 television special. Yes, the television special of The Grinch, which was in the Home Alone movie, another Christmas movie. But we're going to do The Grinch trifecta. So we're starting with the latest, the 2018 animated Grinch. Hey, do you know what this got in Rotten Tomatoes? I actually do. I feel like I would, I want to pretend, but I watched this movie, was a bit dumbfounded, and then went to Rotten Tomatoes. So I have peaked, but tell our listeners. This movie got a 60% critic score, 50% audience score, and frankly, I would think that's generous for this movie yeah okay so i have a, a few more numbers for you steven the grinch voiced by benedict cumberpatch yeah we're gonna talk movie. about that we're gonna yes talk. this movie costs 75 million dollars to make 74 million five hundred thousand too much <laughs> can you guess how much it made gross 75 million to make 36 million 511 million dollars hey that just that pains my insides <laughs> knowing that this dumpster fire of a movie got that kind of money okay we need to discuss nate i didn't know this movie existed as you said in your intro because i always think you got the jim carrey grinch got the cartoon grinch this one i had never seen before and i was excited to see this version of the grinch i like the story of the grinch Mm -hmm. it's very festive we're in december and when i saw that benedict cumberbatch was voicing the grinch in this movie i was excited about that too i thought this has some promise now the opening of this movie It's got some fun stuff. It's got some hip-hop style uh, music. Pharrell is literally the narrator in this movie, (laughs) which we could talk about. But that old intro thing, you know, they got funny things. They got the Grinch getting dressed up. Looks pretty fun. He's got the full body comb that he, like, puts his body through. That's That's fun. You know, that's fun, too. He's got his machines. He's got his Rube Goldberg. I love the Rube Goldberg. green pants that he puts on over his underwear over (laughs) top of his current green legs. I thought that was a great touch. I love the green pants that look exactly like he does. Nate, the issue is, when I heard the Grinch speak, and it was the voice of a high-pitched Benedict Cumberbatch affecting a Grinch voice, I don't like Mm. it. I don't like Benedict Cumberbatch as the voice. He either sounded like he was trying super hard to affect a voice, or it sounded like Khan from Star Trek, and I couldn't get past it. Where's my personal reserve of moose juice? And goose juice? My emergency stash of hoo-hash? My secret slew of frozen weasel nut stew? (sighs) Okay. If you're a vocal coach for Benedict, Mm. and he walks in and does that voice, what do you tell him? He's already cast. You can't get a new person. I say don't affect your voice at all. Just talk British. Normal. Be talk British. British. Yeah, absolutely. I actually had a little conversation. Was it did we talk about other alternatives for the voice? No. Okay, well we I would like for you to think other alternatives for the voice. But I would have said just talk in your British accent. This is gonna be a British Grinch. We're going off the script. Just be you. And I was kind of hoping for that like lower tambored benedict cumberbatch voice because that's what i expected you wanted that boris karloff original grinch (laughs) absolutely i must stop this christmas from coming there's a light on this tree that that won't light on one side so i'm taking it home to my workshop my dear i'll fix it up there then i'll bring it back here yeah i thought that would have been great 
And because I knew him from other movies, I love him as Doctor Strange. I liked him in that Star Trek movie. But this one, I just couldn't get past his voice. I didn't like it. Mm. it what, I mean, how did you feel? I thought he did okay. I, w- I think I kind of would have liked the British accent coming through. But I was initially disappointed because I was hoping it was going to be deeper throughout. More smog throughout. Yeah, smog. But I actually kind of got used to it over time. So I was initially disappointed, but over time I was kind of, I was buying it after a while. I got used to it, but I still didn't prefer it. Like I I thought it was, I thought it could have been better the whole time, but that's just me. I will say as far as an animation level kudos, there were several scenes where like animation has just come so far. And I, and I kind of like illumination style, like in the Despicable movies, in the Lorax movie and there's this one moment where the Grinch is like standing on the ledge on the mountain and the wind is blowing through his hair and the camera just kind of like pans around him and I'm like okay that looks really good and so like animation wise I thought this was top notch yeah it really the people at Illumination I really enjoy their animation style it doesn't I think what I love about it is that it's the perfect amount of detail and lack of detail. Yes. Like, it doesn't just treat everything like, well, we have to get it so texture realistic. It's just, it's beautiful as is, and it knows when to stop. Right. And as an artist, I just sound a little pretentious by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> as a professional artist. As an artist, I feel like knowing knowing when to stop fussing mm. with with the work that you're on is almost just as important as the rest of it. And I feel like Illumination just knows exactly when to be like yes. right there. Also in regards to animation, while I, I thought it was very good, I found every beard of every Who to look really weird. I didn't like any of the beards. I was a bit confused by, just in general, the Who anatomy to begin with. Because <laughs> is there, do they have skin or is there... Face are their faces kind of a bit micro fur? Like, are they made of kind of a plush, or are they hard to tell? Do they have skin? It's it's very hard to tell, and I, I wasn't crazy about that. the The one guy who's like he thinks he's the Grinch's best friend, Keenan Thompson. Yes, Mister Bricklebaum, Keenan Thompson. He was okay. I liked him, and he looked funny and fun. Hey, I'm sorry if I made you uncomfy. We all got to keep the gray away. <laughs> I myself use chocolate explosion. He had a lot of beard. He, he had a lot of beard, so that looked okay. But all like the half beards and like the, the mild beards, those just look weird to me. They're who's at the end of the day. <laughs> They're who's. Okay, now here's what I want to know. This Grinch movie kind of has a little bit of a different plot take. Obviously, the Grinch is trying to steal Christmas and ruin it for all the who's. Like that part is consistent. But we have this side plot in this version where Cindy Lou Who, the famous Who in all the Grinch movies, right. is trying to help her mom. Her mom played by... Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. From The Office and Parks and Rec. Which she's she's great, like her voice. She's good in this movie. But they have this whole like side deal that her mom is overworked. She works the night shift and then she comes home and takes care of her three kids. Apparently single mom, no dad around. And there's like this whole B-plot of... Cindy Lou Who trying to ask Santa for help for her mom. Yes. And I think I liked that B plot. I thought it was okay. And having that be the thing that changes the Grinch's heart at the end was nice, I think. But what did you think about that B section? It's about my mom. 
She works all night and takes care of us all day. And it just isn't fair. She acts like she's fine. But I know it's really hard for her. I thought it was a fun addition. I okay, put a post-it note right here in the podcast because I need to come back to this moment in a little bit. Okay. But I think that B-plot was good as a setup, but then didn't have a real payoff because at the very end, it kind of swerved away like, uh, this might be too deep right. for a kid movie. And I think my overall take on the movie is that it sort of always verged towards we could really make a statement here or we could really have a powerful message but at the end it's i think i think this was a director handoff kind of during the making of this maybe uh but it does does feel like it always kind of pulls up at the last minute like remember it's a kid's movie and it's all pretty light and fun so for example the mom being sort of overworked and having to be kind of a super mom and and her saying Cindy Lou who giving that wish of like i just want i want good things for my mom or i want my mom to be what was her actual wish I, I don't really know. Like she just, she was vague. telling the Grinch dressed up as Santa, like, I just want my mom to have some help or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, some help. And I just want her to be happy. You want me to help your mom? You're Santa. You make people happy. The movie doesn't really go there. Like the mom, she seems tired, but she doesn't seem quite you know, bothered by it. And it's sort of the the payoff there is just like her mom being like, you're great. Thanks for wishing like not selfish things and carry on. Right? Yeah. Or is the Grinch meant to be the help? The Grinch seems to be the help. Like, and in the post credit scene, you, you see the Grinch and like Max, the dog cleaning dishes and cleaning the floor. And it's like, okay, so I guess the Grinch has found meaning in cleaning. Sure. Helping other people. Yeah, that's fine. I guess. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. It was nice. You know, I don't know how you feel about this. I don't know if you watch a lot of like kid stuff, but there's a lot of kid cartoons and movies Mm -hmm. nowadays where it really paints adults as like either dumb or like authoritarians and like everything about the adults, especially parents are like bad. Mm. And it was nice as a parent and you are as a parent and we'll probably appreciate this later that the movie actually tried to help the kids understand even if they don't see everything a parent does, that it is a lot of work and it is tiring. Yeah. And especially for a single parent, it can be extremely tough. So I I guess I kind of liked that the movie did that at least. Yes. Okay. So going back to my post-it note uh, example that I wanted to get back to that moment, I think that this movie, where it ventures away from the original material or the previous two movies, I think is fun. But I think when it returns back to the main thoroughfare through the Grinch story, it's not close enough to the original to be memorable in any way and doesn't pay homage enough to the original. So it just kind of feels in some ways like a vanilla remake. And I think I either wanted it to like stay really far from the old Grinch movies and be its new thing. Like, for example, I didn't mind. I thought the Fred 
uh, B plot is is fun and different. And I thought like the the kids in their treehouse and their plan to like capture Santa, and then while he's planning to steal <laughs> Christmas, yeah. she's planning to like abduct Santa. Yeah, I thought those were like fun additions to it. And I thought her as kind of her own sort of genius figuring out inventor style was a, a nice addition to Cindy Lou. Yeah. So I'll say another couple of things that I liked about the movie. Some of the music was fun. Some of the hip hop like remixes of songs. I can hear him knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? Seeing the Grinch play a huge pipe organ. Fun. Now, okay, now hold on there. What? Hold on right there. Now wait a minute. Danny Elfman did the soundtrack for this movie. Danny Elfman of many soundtracks, including Batman uh the original batman and some other soundtracks that you love i looked through his filmography i can't remember them all but he has done a lot of movie soundtracks you would love okay i don't know if it was just in on the tv that i watched it on i felt like the sound balance on this movie was a bit danny elfman heavy and everything else like the horn section and the the orchestral strings at times felt so frantic and so like Danny Elfman's like, I got some more music to shove into this movie. (laughs) And it gave me a little bit of music overload. Does that sound familiar at all? Or did you just enjoy it? The music, the music did sound heavy handed a couple times. Like I'll give you that a couple times. I was like, okay, this is, and it was a lot of, R&B style music, like predominantly, like I didn't hear, aside from them, like singing traditional Christmas carols, which was nice. You don't hear a ton of like other styles. So it, yeah, it seemed a little heavy handed, but I like the pipe organ. (laughs) You love a good pipe organ in there. Uh, Also on music. Yes. Going to something I did not like. I need to hear You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. I don't care if you take it, chop it and screw it and give it like a rap breakdown in between but like i kind of wanted you to sample the original song that uh you're a mean one mr grinch by tyler the creator like towards the beginning that was fun but i think when it comes time to actually steal christmas to do your thing yeah i think i kind of wanted a I'm, I'm fine if pharrell comes in in the middle and gives you a little yeah yeah a little a little bit of it but i was a bit underwhelmed with do want to hear a 39 half of home you could put a beat behind that and that would be absolutely mm. i really wanted to hear you do more of that but i'll, I'll try my hand at- I'll, I'll wait for my for, for our other grinch episodes to bust out my full impression mm-hmm Maybe on the third Grinch episode, we we both sing it. Yes. We do like a duet. Yes. That'd be fun. We'll have to plan that out. Anyway, a couple other things I thought was funny. I liked the screaming goat. He was funny. Good times. Cheap laugh. Love I it. like the moment when the Grinch is about to reveal his plan to Max, and he turns around this huge chalkboard, and there's like one word on it. I think Illumination does great at the, the subtle chuckle, like the very comedic, but like not in your face comedy, but it's like a really approachable, pleasant humor. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't laugh out loud out loud, but you smile and it's like pleasant and it's fun. Right. There are a lot of pleasant smiling moments in this. And I really think that there are just some brilliant animation. Like, for example, I found it very funny when the Grinch was climbing up Bricklebomb's house to get to the... To get to the thing and the, and the dog was chasing him and just like trying to move through the snow and him trying to climb up on top of a roof. Like it's some really fun kind of body animation. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll say going to one of my favorite parts of this movie that is different than other ones and I think is really good is like when the Grinch is actually like stealing all the gifts throughout the town. He's got like all these gadgets. Yes. Like it's almost like Inspector Gadgets. He's got boots. He's got candy cane grappling hooks. Like he's got all these gadgets and I honestly loved that. Like I thought that was probably the most fun new take on this Grinch. Yeah, it was really it was really great. Just his whole house, even his whole setup. Have you ever watched the Wallace and Gromit movies? I'm not the claymation movies back in the day. No, where the the dog is like the inventor who creates all these Rube Goldberg machines for his his master to do it. But like I, I love watching like cartoonish Rube Goldberg stuff and like the house and the you know moving the coffee through the the tubes and everything. It's just it's fun. Yeah, that is. Before we rate it overall, what? Or who do you think would have been a better modern Grinch voice than Benedict Cumberbatch? That's what I want to know. Hmm. I'm going to say a name and just want you to react to it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay in the British, Mm -hmm. the British area. Idris Elba. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think that's a great choice, but I think (laughs) we also have to take a moment and think about the Grinch from this movie. Might I say that the Grinch has been sort of, the rough edges have been sanded down Mm. significantly. And I think Idris would be, you have to be able to, in this movie, be kind of show some fear and some like softness. Can Idris's voice do it? I've only heard him as like the voice of like Shere Khan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I actually think... I actually think I would choose Benedict Cumberbatch all over again. Really? And then I would just have him do a different sort of voice. A lower voice. I've thought his overall voice, I've heard him do great voice acting before, and I think his emotions were really good in this. I would have just had him, maybe it's just I don't like the American accent of Benedict. Even in uh, Doctor Strange. Dormammu. I've come to bargain. That is kind of weird. I, I just love him as Doctor Strange, though, so it's hard for me to... Uh... Mm to not like that but anyway nate i think we should rate this movie okay and let us rate it on a scale of one of the best things that i think is in the movie zero to five grinch gadgets zero to five grinch gadgets an alliteration this is tough i'm going i'm gonna go with a whole number rating and i'm gonna go with two grinch gadgets two i don't desire to watch this movie again especially anytime soon but maybe ever like i would much rather watch the other grinch versions or even the Lorax. I've actually seen that a couple times. Like I would mm. for other Illumination movies and other Grinch movies. I think that there are some fun moments, like the Grinch gadgets, some of the funny stuff. The screaming goat is funny. The yak is funny. But overall, it just feels like a meh movie. Like I just, of all the Christmas movies too, you know, this is pretty low on the list of holiday favorites, I would say. Right. So... I'm going to give it a two. I mean, if you haven't seen it and you have kids, the kids will probably enjoy it. But as an overall quality movie, I'm going to say two. What do you say, Nate? Before I go, I do want to ask you, did you see this with your kids? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was the... Because before I go, I did have the thought in my head, I'm an adult. 
maybe watching a kid's movie and maybe I need more of the heart of a child. Did your kids enjoy this movie? Apparently the older two had already seen it at one point. Because I don't know where they saw it. But when I mentioned it, they were like, yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> and it was the kind of reaction of like, clearly they weren't enthused to watch it again. But I was like, is it, do you guys enjoy this movie? And they were like, meh. And that's basically how I felt. At least I think it was her first time viewing it. And she watched it. There was no laughing out loud. You know, when it comes to a good Christmas movie, like it's nice if there's some kind of out loud laughing moments. And when it's over, it's like, oh, okay, well, that was a... Grinch Christmas movie, but that's about it. So mm. lackluster reception, to say the least. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to also give it two Grinch gadgets. I think its biggest crime is being safe and forgettable and not really adding to the Grinch catalog. And that makes me a little bit perturbed because it does feel a little bit like a way to get 500 million dollars from people who love the minions <laughs> and the grinch like it's too big right it's you know. huge ip i i think there are some good parts i think the ending of this movie well we're gonna get to that after the rating here sure yeah <laughs> okay i thought we talked about it but yeah we could do it okay yeah, I think overall it was just kind of lackluster, which is a shame because I bet there are a ton of talented people who worked in the animation for this movie. Because I think the animation is beautiful. I think the Who Village, just the design of it, oh yeah, and his cave and everything is really great. I thought the the all the Who's looked cool. I thought the Grinch looked great. I thought it was all very good. It just felt like it didn't have much to say except like. Love and kindness. Peace out. Right. Grinch time. Appreciate your mom. Well, I mean, I guess that's a... I've, there are some really great things about like being selfless and uh, appreciating your parents and that sort of thing. Yeah. Very good, too. And that it's more than just stuff. Right. So what, what is the ending that you want to discuss? I forgot to talk about this earlier, but I wanted to mention something. Pharrell is the narrator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought... As a voice, he was fine. I looked up the Grinch transcript because there are just some lines that seemed like, I know Pharrell is a bit of a lyricist. There are just some lines that just aren't that good. Like as a narrator, I was like, I know you can, you write songs. I know you, like, did you write this or did you just have to say it and they kind of had to dumb it down because it's like, all right, this is for kids. But like he would like, here's one of them. The Grinch went to work. He scooped up the toys. He raced against time. He raced against joy. The Grinch went to work. He scooped up the toys. He raced against time. He raced against joy. What? I thought that was weird, yeah. And he swiped and he poached. Yes, the stealing was on. And this day that he hated, well, he made it be gone. Those lines, you know, sometimes they use like the original book lines. But then there are other lines like, this seems slapped on or like <laughs> just come up with something just, just rhyme you can rhyme just do this and like i think i kind of wanted a faster if you're going to use pharrell i would like go a little bit more get a little bit more beat to it or a little more slam poetry or a little bit more poetic like i don't know it just didn't quite pharrell never hit the mark for me when it came to the narration yeah I agree with that. That race against joy line. When they said that, I was like, eh, eh. Yeah. like I did. I was like, ah. 
Uh, that was a little weird. So okay. Also, the end of the movie. Here yeah, we what, go. Wait, what ending? So, what, did I miss the ending? No, the no. Post credit no. scene. Then no, no. he steals. So he steals. "Quote unquote Christmas." He bring like the moment of him hearing the songs is probably I think the least impactful um, softening of the Grinch because I think the Grinch is not that bad in this movie. He's mostly just um, you know he's nice to Max, which by the way love seeing as we'll see in these other movies. Not being mean to a dog that works well in 2020. I'm not sure you could have him being a really mean to his dog right but anyway he seems like he has some kind of soft tendencies like his heart is not necessarily three sizes too small he's nice to fred i just thought the payoff there of him getting 10 sizes and being a quite a pleasant grinch at the end was not that much of a transformation it was like with previous versions of the grinch that we'll get to in the coming weeks there is a much more um, angry and like vengeful Grinch. Right. And so the turn is much more significant. And this one, they kind of show him really just being hurt as a child. <laughs> and like, he's not super angry, even when Cindy Lou Who or like any of his interactions with the Who's earlier in the movie, they're not like that, get out of here, like that Grinch kind of, right. you know, Scrooge feeling. It's more, he was, he's, felt like he was played more as a guy who was struggling with social anxiety and like had to go in and was overwhelmed by people and like that's an interesting take but it doesn't necessarily fit like anger right yeah so i don't know it's i don't know see it was strange but so then he comes back he delivers the the sled with all the stuff yes and let me tell you something I have never, in all my years of watching Grinch movies, have never thought to myself, man, I would love an awkward scene of what happens when he brings the stuff back and everyone's just looking at him like, uh, okay, are you going <laughs> to put it all back up? Or that? I just feel like it was a weird scene of him coming back and being like, sorry, I stole all your Christmas. Um, that was a mean thing of me to do. And... I'm sorry. Are you? And Cindy Lou, I am. Is that Morgan Freeman as the president in a disaster movie? Is that the no, voice I'm, you're doing right now? No, this is this is my American <laughs> Benedict. It's it's your version of a British actor. I'm very sorry, American. Cindy Lou Who. I'm very sorry for what I've did, I've done, and I'll just go now. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Uh, I stole your Christmas. I stole it because... Because I thought it would fix something that happened a long time ago. But it didn't. And I'm sorry. And then he leaves, and then she comes like... Okay, so then she comes back to his door like, Hey, come over for dinner. And he's like, but I stole all your Christmas. And she says, it doesn't... Yeah, you did. Now, come on over. So, here's something. I love the whole playing into the, hey, we forgive you sort of thing. And she says a really beautiful line. I think probably the most beautiful line of the whole movie. She says, you've been alone long enough. Mm. Yeah, that was good. But why? Because you've been alone long enough. And that's like a really like, ooh. That was a good one. That's really good. But then he goes to the house. 
And everyone's like, oh, Mr. Grinch, thanks for coming. And it just seems like it did not seem like they struggled with, hey, we need to forgive this guy and bring him into our lives. It seemed a little Stepford Wives like, oh, what do you mean you did something bad? We don't remember any of it. I don't know. It, it seemed strange that they were all like, oh, good to see you. And no one made mention to like, hey, thanks for bringing the stuff you stole back. By the way, you broke into my house. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with, with that weird take. Like the the scene where he gave back the gifts, I was really anticipating like, what are they going to do? Are they going to yell at him? They're going to be mad. Is someone going to like go up and hug him? And like literally nothing happens. Like he literally just walks away and we get nothing. And then while I do like the dinner scene, it's it feels a little weird. Like the Grinch giving a speech of thanks and everyone, uh, you know, the bearded guy going like, he, he's my best friend. Right. Know. It felt weird. It's, I don't, it just seemed like that, it seemed like to tie a bow on it. And it was cool, but I'm not sure if they earned that last scene enough for him to be like, but I'm not alone anymore. And I have all of you to thank for it. But especially this little girl right here. Ma'am, your daughter's kindness changed my life. That's my girl. Oh, it was beautiful. That's my best friend. Merry Christmas, Mr. Grinch. Merry Christmas, Cindy Lou. Ruff. And the Grinch raised his glass and let the, and let the who's in a toast. To kindness and love, the things we need most. That ending is... I think if it would have stuck the landing, I think I would have bumped up my rating. But it just seemed like it was hollow. That's what it was. It's a hollow ending for me. Yeah, I agree. And that's why like when the movie ended, me and my whole family were just kind of like, huh, okay, that was a Grinch movie. And then we just kind of went on. I see, Illumination knows how to do this. And the fact that they didn't quite nail it for this one is troubling because like they do grew in Despicable Me, who was literally a bad guy, who is like, and they made him lovable and likable, but like people are still kind of intimidated by him. And it's like, the Grinch didn't quite land for me. Me neither. So I am excited because next week we get to review the real Grinch movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the impactful one. The, the, this is the, the next week is going to be the episode. We might, we might get in a fight. I'm just going to say If that. you ever thought to yourself, man, I wonder if I could be horrified by a tall man in a scary green costume. <laughs> next week is when you really have to deal with that. So... Tune in next week as we review the 2000 movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. But for now, tell us if you, what you thought of the 2018 animated movie from Illumination, Illuminate, Entertainment, Illuminate. Illuminati. <laughs> Illuminati. How about the Grinch? You can comment on our Instagram at Movies on the Side. We're also on Twitter and Facebook on the same name. You can give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate that. And don't forget, we have bonus episodes every week. This week, Nate uh, talked about his VR experience because he got one of those fancy uh, Oculus things. So he talks about that, and we uh, conclude the saga about our monolith, our saga being two episodes of <laughs> of that random monolith in the Utah desert. That's patreon.com slash movies on the side to support the show with any amount and get access to all of our bonus episode catalog. And like we always say, you've been alone long enough. Dinner's at six. Don't be late. And make sure you bring your sweet doggy too. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So this movie is from Illuminate. This is the production house that does Despicable Me. Is it Illuminate or is it Illumination? 
Well, I'm, you'll get tweets. I'm doing it for you. <laughs> you're, you're tweeting at me in real life. Yes, it's illumination. Excuse me. <laughs> this movie is produced by the Animation House. They were formerly named Illumination Entertainment. Now, now they're just Illumination. In, to, in 2017, they... <laughs> Nate, I, that's two corrections in 30 seconds. I'm just trying to say the name of the movie house. I'm trying to get to a point here. 